Do you guys ever like pick too hard at your ear and then it gets kind of like crusty in there? I'm not a dog. Like scab? No, no not scab. I do use like a Q-tip. I do, I do use a Q-tip every morning in my ear. Every yeah, morning? It's yeah, a really not, good habit to get into. Yeah, you're not supposed to do that. Q-tips are bad. Like uh, I use Q-tips, but like apparently Q-tips are supposed to be bad for you. Well, but you don't need to stick it as deep as people like the the earwax is like right on the outside. Like you yeah. don't need to be sticking it in your ear. This is fair true. enough. It just feels so good. Yeah, that's why I do it too. Just it's, <laughs> it's like my <laughs> cup of <laughs> cup of coffee in the morning. I love it. Just kind of wakes you up. Yeah, just a little ooh pep in the step. <laughs> However, I want you to blow my brakes off. Oh, I was having a shitty day, dude. Whoa. You're an idiot. You're an idiot. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Another episode of Voting in the Majority coming in your ears tonight. We are recapping the first episode of season 45. The new season of Survivor just premiered this week. I am joined, as always, by my good friends, my esteemed co-hosts, Michael Gutierrez and Bryce Mulder. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? I, I could not be better. I'm with my my two favorite colleagues that I have in the world. And it's a beautiful day out here in the Pacific Northwest. How are you doing, Michael? You know that Stephen A. Smith meme where it's like, I am having a very bad day. <laughs> yeah. I am in no mood. That's how I feel after watching this this opening episode of Survivor. And so I'm not having a good day. I'm having a bad day. Let's just get right into it. I, I was going to allow for a little chit-chatting for us to maybe talk about the Vikings big win or whatever. But you're you're ready to bring the house <laughs> yeah. down as anytime, it is. Anytime you take down Carolina at home, there's there's something. <laughs> something this doesn't, you, we should give it some airtime. You're right. But um, yeah, just wanted to get right into it. Yeah, well, okay, Here, here's what we're going to do, guys. So we've got a bit of a, we're going to actually format the pod this season of Survivor for season 45. We're going to start off here, do a quick rundown for you. We're going to talk about the one big thing from the episode, kind of the highlight, the one thing that the morning after the episode, you run into the water cooler to chat about with your friends and coworkers at work. And we're going to go into kind of a miscellaneous grab bag topic. We're going to call it uh, the confessionals of the week. So uh, this week, Bryce has his confessional. He's going to get pick a topic and throw it out there for us to discuss. Then we're going to do our outwit of the week, our outplay of the week, and our outlast of the week, where we highlight the survivor that most exemplified or least exemplified one of those three categories. We're going to pick a winner for the episode. And then we're going to give our fantasy and survivor survivor updates. So Jam-packed podcast episode. We're going to start off, though, with the one big thing, and we're jumping right into it with the casting decisions. Bryce, this is a, this is prime Jeremy Lin time. You got Kobe on the wings. It doesn't matter. Give him the ball. Let him wave us off out of the way. Michael, we're going to give you the, the mic and let you cook here. <laughs> How do you feel about the casting here in episode one of season 45? Um, I don't know if I'm Jeremy Lin or Kobe in this situation. I think I'm Jeremy Lin. Um. But I'm just I'm tired of of the um the soft casting of Survivor. I think that uh, Jeff Probst is making a conscious effort to be um to be uh, liked and uh, keep the status quo. And these Survivor uh, contestants are, I think, the worst we've ever seen. They're all soft. I think that the best way I can describe it is. I feel like I could run into all of these people at the same coffee shop. Like, <laughs> like I could, I could see all of them being waiting in line together. Like these are from the same towns they're the same type of thinking people, you know, they're supporting the local organic vegan coffee shop on the, on the corner of, you know, whatever it is. Like these people are all so similar and so soft. And I think they're trying to idealize what this world looks like. And in, this just is horrific. Mm. I, first of all, I want to say that we talked about this last week. We talked about last week where Hannah Rose is a carbon copy of Carolyn. Carolyn, same we, same character. Mm -hmm. We talked about uh, 
someone else. I can't even remember, but they seem like they're just continuing the same copies of the characters ever since season 41. It has been the exact same cast with a little bit difference in terms of you might get a Jonathan, you might get a who's the guy who won the old man from Idaho. Gabler. Uh, Gabler. Gabler. Like you might get one of those people, but this season has zero. Absolutely zero. There's no diversity in terms of like characters you really want to root for, or at least in the first episode. I don't know. That are different. No one's differentiated themselves really besides Emily, which we'll get to. Yeah. But they, they really haven't. So my one point I want to make though is it's not as bad as people think. Oh, dude, it's worse than people think. It's so much worse than people think. This is like, this is like no one's paying attention to climate change. Like this is real, and you're just you're just trying to shove it under the rug. Everyone on this, let me look at this. Everyone on this tribe, they're the same people. But no, but it's for it's, one and it's kumbaya, and it's kumbaya. It's like it's like we're not willing to. There's there's one person who's willing to fight out here, and they are the worst person of all time. So. <laughs> Otherwise, you have 17 people ready to lay down. And they did lay down. Okay. The biggest we... fight was who was going to go home first. They both wanted to <laughs> drop. That was the biggest That was the biggest ordeal in the entire first episode is who is who gets to go home. But it's, we're talking about 90 minutes. We've seen 90 minutes of one episode, and we're ready to throw Survivor to the wayside. Like, I, we want, need to I want to bring you. I want to bring you back. Six months ago, episode one, Survivor 44. Yeah. We're just just giving it. We just got 90 minutes there, too. I, it might have been a two-hour episode. Was it, not, it, it was 90. It was 90. Like, the juxtaposition of there is, like, night and day. We knew right away last season. We knew we were getting something special from the first episode. We and did, but it's like got lucky with a few characters. If it if it wasn't for four or five characters in the last season, it would have been a, it would have been just as boring as this one, I think. Wow, Michael. Um, you know, sometimes we talk about Survivor contestants coming out way too hot, and they just need to <laughs> pump the brakes a little bit. And you're just you're just the podcaster coming out way too hot on Survivor right now. Michael's like, basically we're talking Emily. ninety minutes. Michael's the Emily he, in this situation. He is Emily of our podcast right now. There's not much else to say. <laughs> There's not much else to say about that. It's. I just think. Listen. There's. I was okay. We're we... talking about lunar symbols or signs, and that's how we're forming alliances. Birthdays. That's where we're at right now. Is birthdays. The first couple episodes of Survivor, they were doing it. Ba- they were voting people out based on alphabetical order. Like. There's changes in variation each season. I like, must have missed that episode. <laughs> but I can assure you I would have had something to say about it. <laughs> but when when we were looking over these these tribes and these players last week, I was not in a good headspace. I was looking at them and thinking this is a terrible cast and then watching them on Wednesday night, I was pleasantly surprised. I was the complete opposite of you. I I just was actually kind of excited to watch a few of these players play. Right. This is the first I've heard of this on anyone that anyone was was delighted or or pleasantly surprised about this 90 minute shit show. Well, I guess I'm just a glass half full type of guy. <laughs> right. And well, I like to see the bright side. To you, man. Not only are you a glass half full guy, you saw it coming the whole way. You you <laughs> knew you thought it was going to be a shitty cast, but nope, you're pl- pleasantly surprised. Harv, do you have any thoughts on the cast? Brother? <laughs> no, I, I, I felt like I needed to give you guys a little room to air out your grievances with each other. I I do have thoughts. I'm kind of I'm 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 with Michael to a degree in that it does seem like we're just it's the same people over and over and it's not, you know, the exact same cookie cutter look of a person, but the way they interact and talk and go about resolving problems, that it sounds like they've all been to therapy for a few years and have this pretty good language mm-hmm. of how to go about these discussions. There's so little like friction in like the head to head. Yeah. Emily thinks that Caleb and Sabaya had some advantage from the sweat versus savvy thing and is calling them out and Emily's calling everyone out. But there's no like, I don't like you. You don't like me. We're going to argue about it. Everyone's getting along. They're all happy to be there other than a couple people that we'll talk about later on. It's just kind of like 
in old survivor we from day one a lot of times we'd have people going at each other and like there would be conflict and it's like the real world like you don't get along with people you butt heads it happens here it seems like jeff's just casting a bunch of people that he'd love to go to like coffee with and hang out and have a good time i don't think there's like yeah but then again, we're getting mad at the players who are trying to start problems. Like, <laughs> I, I I don't think I'm alone in saying Emily has been difficult to watch. Hey, here's the thing, though. We're getting mad mm-hmm. at, like, Emily, how she's going about things. But I'm I'm happy Emily's there. I'm not – I wouldn't advocate to take her off oh. the season. Like, I think she's a great addition right now. We need Exactly. Right TV, yeah. TV that I want to watch is not always, like, just people that I like. Like, mm. like she is exactly – didn't she say she wanted to play like Cass? Yeah, and she, she is she said with negative she said emotional intelligence. She's no, there's no emotional intelligence there, but there's a lot of self. There's a lot of um, I she self, has some emotional she intelligence. Self, she has so much self conscious, like yeah. self identity, self awareness. Because she she cut that out. God damn. <laughs> she she multiple times like let's let's talk about the um the pyramids right when caleb and sabai were like oh, yeah the aliens made the pyramid <laughs> also, and get the battery for this that and the other and emily's like i'm completely different than these people i can't connect to them at all she goes do you really think something was up that, that's interesting she didn't she she had the awareness in that moment i think emily's gonna actually end up being a halfway decent player if she can rein it in after the first couple days she she knows what's going on a little bit well her and bruce her and bruce because of the exchange they had on the first mat i think that if he leaves, once one of them leaves, the other one is in the clear. Like, I think that if she can outlast Bruce, she's got a lot better chance in this game. I think there's going to be something weird about, about that exchange that does come up later. Hmm. I just, I, it, it's blowing my mind because in this episode, I mean, we'll talk about Emily in a second, but she has, one, already said that Sabia and Caleb are lying. And then she also... M- went and told her plan to the two people actively trying to get voted out. It's just like, I count those as not being aware of what's going on. Well, what was she going to do? Go tell the two people that were going to, that she wanted to vote out the plan. Maybe, maybe talk to them. She didn't even know that, that both of them wanted to go home. Oh no. I'm saying who, who else was she supposed to tell about her plan? No, exactly. Like that was the right people, but she just didn't, she she just didn't talk to them. She's just telling yeah. them what her plan is. Yeah. She was a little over eager in that situation for sure. I mean, but also if I'm in this, if I'm on this island with these people, those are two people that are like floundering, and you can just kind of sheep them in. Like it's not like we're you're going to have a high level discussion with with either of these two fighting nicotine withdrawals about <laughs> who's going who's going out. Right, they were enough. so they were so close like yeah so i don't know like and also if she didn't talk to them she was gonna go home well yeah. that was her perception that was her perception absolutely she was Obviously. playing the game i don't i give her credit for that but well okay here, let's let's move into the confessional of the week Chris. we're gonna turn it over to you we're kind of gonna continue this conversation we're talking about the first impressions that we got of people you mentioned a little bit ago that you had some positive first impressions of people that you're excited to hear from a little more the rest of the season. Let's talk a little bit about that and then just kind of how what you saw pre uh, first episode has changed what you're thinking now. Yeah, absolutely. There's um a few people I've been pleasantly surprised with. Um, the first one that comes to mind is Drew. I believe his name is. Um, yeah, I think he said Andrew. Okay. was one of his was one of his personalities but i think oh. it it says drew on the on the site so i'm confused as well yeah the duality i don't know if that's the word i'm trying to use but i, no, I don't word. i don't love that but i mean i was pleasantly surprised because i thought he was going to be the whiningest little most annoying i thought he was going to be emily but just kind of whiny the whole time so i was really pleasantly surprised by him um in terms of other players, Sifu kind of blew me away. I really thought Sifu was going to be a little bit more calm and a little bit more go with the flow. But man, was I completely wrong on Sifu. He's kind of the he's kind of the um, jam jam uh, uh, different font of this season, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's his player comp. Mm. Not, not in a good way. Like that's what he was cast as. You know, yeah. like, 
continue. I, to and pop. I think we we talked about that last week too. I think um, it's it's very similar. I mean, it's it's again goes back to they're just casting the same or they're trying to cast the same cast over and over. But I was my perspective on this, and I think I I would love to hear what you guys have to say. But it's really hard to judge a person by a picture and a piece of paper. It's impossible to tell you how they're going to play. I mean, Hannah Rose, I was all in on Hannah Rose. I was, I thought Hannah Rose was going to be incredible, but they don't tell you about nicotine addictions on player, <laughs> player profiles. So there's, there's a little bit of variability there. Yeah, that's, I mean, the, the fantasy draft before the first episode, there, there's a bit of absurdity in that exercise just out of the get-go, but it's fun and that's how we do it. Um, the Hannah Rose one is fascinating because both Survivor casting missed something there pretty large and Hannah Rose missed something there pretty large. Like, you need to have the awareness of yourself before going on a show like Survivor to know that, like, it's going to be difficult. Not not even like this is the hardest thing of my life. Just this is kind of difficult. And how do I respond to kind of difficult things? It seems like she doesn't respond to kind of difficult things very well. Like <laughs> she has to know this about herself. And she still went out there and thought it was going to be okay. I'm I'm very confused about where her thought process was because she didn't, she didn't, it's not like she, you know, hit, you know, a rainstorm and it was week eight or day eight and just really tough. And she's beat up and bug bites and off. It, it was off the boat, foot on the sand. Right. We're, we're having issues right away. Mm-hmm. They hadn't even started to build a shelter yet. And she was crying. It It's such a good point. Cause we do see people physically prepare for survivor. I think Carson last year is a perfect example of like knowing what it takes physically and I think that we've also known that people prepare for like what it takes mentally. And especially considering her career, it's like, you're really not going to prepare for this. You're not going to work out at all before this essentially is like the same mm-hmm. thing that you're doing. Mm-hmm. So I want to throw something out there at you guys in terms of casting, right? Because you can't, you can't predict how people are going to react to hitting that Island and having no food, having no shelter, things like that. And the difficulty, but I think there's a fine balance between having these survivor super fans like Carson who prepare and having the Hannah Roses or the people who are just kind of going out there to push themselves in their experience. I mean, if we look back at old seasons, there's this nice balance between like people who are there to win and then also people that who are there for the experience, like they're there to play the game as well, but they're also there for the experience. So it's like, yeah, how does survivor get that mix? And then like, obviously they missed they swung and they missed on hannah rose here like they couldn't prepare themselves for that yes no they couldn't but also these players like they have time to prepare yeah i get what you're saying now um yeah i mean they're doing the best they can but like you really you have no shot at at understanding that so um getting back to the point or not the point but like getting back to the um the question of first impressions. Mm-hmm. I think that um, the o- overall, the entire red tribe, every single one of them pretty much gave me a better vibe than I thought I would get from them. Now, yeah. granted they were successful twice. So that makes it a little more like bias, but I think specifically um, Sifu, like we said, was a little different, but at least it was like a, a much different impression. I thought that, um drew or andrew was way more put together than than he was going to be um i think bryce actually was the one that planted that seed in my head you said you thought he was going to be horrible yeah. uh, <laughs> and then obviously i think austin found the found the beware advantage clearly thought through everything i think if anything he was the most likable or most um you know, root like prototypical survivor player that we have on um maybe historically and then D, I thought, mm-hmm. completely changed my mind. Um, and then J. Maya and Julie, I think, both have a, a lot more to them, and they're they're going to use their head throughout the game. So, oh yeah, Julie came trap, out. Julie was so personable. Yeah, and she came out and she lied about her job. Like she's mm-hmm. she's not there. She's no pushover. I was no. I was surprised. Okay, yeah. thanks for mentioning that, Bryce. It doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things, but I just find it so interesting 
the lawyer job discussion, right? The the one lawyer, Katura, I think, comes on and lies about being a lawyer. And then really Jake. shortly thereafter, someone, I can't remember, on her tribe Jake. is like, Jake. Jake's, a, Jake's a lawyer. But then uh, Kelly or Kendra maybe calls out that Jake's a lawyer and is like, he's he'd be a good first vote. I don't really trust lawyers. And mm-hmm. Katura's like, I knew it. I That's why I didn't tell people I was a lawyer. I didn't think this would ever pay off. Lawyers are always so paranoid about people knowing that they're lawyers, but apparently that might be for good reason. Apparently people do have prejudice against lawyers like that. Yeah. And I think, I mean, if I'm going out there on the island, I'm not worried about if you're an, a lawyer or a cop. Like, I think in the end of the, in the end of the day, the statistically speaking, if we put up every single job compared to finishing place on Survivor, I bet you it's there's no significant difference between all of them. No, but I bet you I bet you there's a some level of correlation to if people admit their job and they get voted out sooner rather than later. Mm. Like that's a good point. It's all about survival through the first, you know, three or four votes. You need anything, as we've said, is you're grasping at anything to vote someone off. Think about yeah. what was it? Was it 44 where or was it 43? Where Cody 43. Yeah. Where Cody was like, we gotta vote out salespeople. And this dude's like a salesman as well, right? Like yep. I think that that strategy is kind of working out. And usually people have a strong perception of like how their job is yeah, perceived. All right, on to the next topic of the pod. We're going to make our choices for outwit of the week, outplay of the week, and outlast of the week. We each have one of them. Who wants to start? We, um, I'll give it a go. You got it? Okay, Michael, you've got outwit of the week. Who you got for that one? So for me, I think that, that my bar is low considering this. Tr- this Again, we don't want to get back into it, but my bar is very low. As we've as we've been talking, I've thought of a couple other instances that I could use, but we did make these selections pre-show, so I'm gonna roll with it. Um, the listeners may remember that I had like mm, nothing good to say about D last mm-hmm. episode, but I'm gonna give her my outwit of the of, of episode number one. Um, Sifu was just on some nefarious shit. Like, he was he was playing. He was. He was spy shacking it. He was rolling around in the dirt. He was doing it all very technically from his jujitsu training. Um, but D like literally caught him spying on them while they're at mid conversation about where he could be. And she just keeps like such a cool head about it. And I think it would be really easy, especially with how lackadaisical the social play seems to be in or I guess how loose everyone else seems to be. I think it would have been very reasonable for her to be like, okay, like confront him about it. Go immediately have a conversation. That's like very much like get him out. Like she was just Mm -hmm. like, okay, I'm going to play it cool. And then we're going to see, like, I can't trust this person right now. Like just kind of like sharing that as opposed to making it a big deal. And she recognizes that she definitely wishes she could make it a big deal. It's a lot of self-control there. That's my vote for our wit. I love it. That's a great thing. That's really good. You thought between the lines and pulled out a good good example. I like that one. Am I outlast? Yep, you're outlast. All right. Since I have editing powers, I am going to slightly change my pick from pre-episode. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to do a positive and a negative outlast here. My negative, someone who did a poor job of outlasting, obviously has to be Emily. Came in going a billion miles per hour. She's put a target on her back from the second that Jeff said hello and welcome to season 45. Calls out Bruce, goes on a tangent, rolling her eyes, keeps calling out players on her own tribe. Everyone's telling them or everyone's complaining about how negative she is and doesn't give any input, good input. Did a terrible job of outlasting. The first thing you want to do when you're on Survivor is not put a target on your back. So that brings me to my outlast who did a good job. Sean. Sean did an amazing job of outlasting in this episode. And if Michael's looking up who Sean is right now, that is a good thing. Yes, that is a great exactly. thing. I have no idea who that dude is. Sean was at Tribal Council this week, and we didn't even know it. That's <laughs> did a great job. This is what I'm saying. He came on the beach. He made some connections. One of his connections, Hannah Rose, already went home. That sucks. 
but he's a nice personable guy. He's getting along with his whole tribe, but hasn't said anything. Truly is not putting a target on his back. You don't win Survivor on day three. You don't win it at the first immunity or at the first tribal council. You win it after the merge. So you have to just stay in the game and you got to be playing. So I give my vote to Sean I, for an outlast this week. I love that. And he had, to, he had to show zero cards because there was no vote. Exactly. Zero cards. And then also just to stack on top of it, anytime the first topic of conversation in other people's tribes is you being Emily, you didn't do a good job. Yeah, you're in a bad you spot. Didn't do a good, that, was, that, that was great. That was real, great. real quick follow up because I, I had a couple listeners right into the show, Michael. They were checking in on you last episode. You said if Jeff was the one to bring up Bruce being on season oh. 44, you were going to put a hole in your wall. <laughs> did that actually happen? Because that Jeff did indeed bring it up. And you, there might be. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. You must have not read the fine print, but. Um, everyone had already seen this episode or had already seen season 44. That's what I was going to say. They've mm-hmm. at, at so, least seen the first half of season 44, it seems. So I will punt on my promise, yeah. go back on it. Some might say I'm going to say punt on it, but others might say I go back on it. I lied. Um, but there will be another hole in the wall, a guarantee from me later. In the <laughs> <season>. <laughs> Stay tuned. Um, but yes, I, I should have known odds. Evens usually see some of the odds. That's my bad. It's just bad journalism, bad podcasting. Well, I'm glad we checked in on that and we're just holding you accountable here. All right. On to, uh, and Bryce, I think those were both excellent choices, really well justified for the outlast of the week. All right. I also have a positive and a negative. We briefly touched the positive outplay of the week already, but that's going to be Austin. He found the beware advantage. That's pretty awesome. Um, are you guys knowing what we know about the beware advantage so far? Are you considering it or are you still like, Hey, it's an advantage. I want it in my position. I don't want to risk someone else having it. Or is there a chance you're going to leave it there? Yep. I'm going to jump in here, Bryce, before you have a chance to take my answer. I'm taking it. I'm not opening it and I'm hiding it somewhere else. Just so like if, if, if things get desperate, if I need it later, I can go get it and open it. But I don't mm-hmm. want anyone else having the chance to get that advantage in the game. So I think I'm. That's what I'm gonna. That's how I'm gonna handle it. We're gonna I need to check if, with the rules on that. I don't know if that's allowed. I was gonna say. I wonder if I can take it and put. I. I'm sure you can't put it in your bag and no. walk around with it without opening it. But mm. I think that I would test the limits. I mean, rules are meant to be broken. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. If you what, can what are they gonna it, do? If you can move it, I'm using it after I know I'm safe, just in case I do lose my vote. And like, um, in terms of like, you win immunity first, you know, so let's, what do we think that would look like? Let's say that I tried, I took it and I'm like, the, the camera's following me and I'm like, yeah, I'm just gonna hide this. And if I need it, I'll use it. And they're like, oh, you can't do that. Like my confessional after that is going to be like, these producers are a fucking joke. Like I found this, like, this is the idea I had. And they're just fucking with me. Like, this was not in the rules. Like this is fucked. Like, all right. Maybe that wanna... doesn't, maybe that doesn't make the, make it the doesn't make minutes. The cut. <laughs> So I want to make a comment on that. Danny Boatwright, when she won Survivor, I think it was Guatemala. She realized in the first couple of days that... Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Sorry, sorry. The producers were trying... They would always ask her leading questions and then tell other people about what she said. And so she purposefully never talked to producers. And that's why she has almost zero confessionals the whole season, but still won the game. So I'm with you. I would definitely be blowing up on the producers if they messed my game up. (laughs) What season was that? 21 four like that nice 23 two someone called it that someone 21 four (laughs) something like that two three somewhere it's somewhere around there all right and then let's get to my negative outplay of the week we briefly touched on him a second ago i want to spend a little more time on him that's going to be brandon brandon had a tough showing here in this first episode in the marooning challenge he was it was he, he and sean swam out grabbed the key came back to the boat and then brandon tries to climb up the ladder on the side of the boat and it's not like you know this normal ladder you've got out in your yard for cleaning your gutters it's these big spaced out awkward kind of swinging planks so i'm not trying to say it was really easy but brandon's arms just didn't even pull him up an inch when he was trying to pull up that ladder like they they didn't do anything and then he finally after 
completely blowing a really pretty big lead that the yellow tribe had finally sean gets back and helps brandon up and over he falls and just completely collapses onto the boat crawls across the boat to the mat collapses on the mat and then his team goes on and does the rest of the challenge and then in the immunity challenge uh what did, what was the immunity challenge oh yeah we have the obstacle course they in had, the mud yeah they had to... and he's struggling through the mud again and just instantly the second that they're done with the immunity challenge he's just in tears sobbing like i was the worst challenge performer ever everyone knows that they're going to vote me out instantly obviously he didn't get voted out because of hannah and that's you know a variable that you can't really account for but i don't think I, he was going home even before that no one mentioned him being bad at challenges as this big red flag so the reason I'm bringing this up without play is we keep talking about it in modern survivor. It really seems like early challenge performance has little to no impact on your gameplay, or at least whether you're going to get voted out. I agree that, that, that point is, was made super, super clear in this episode. Um, mm -hmm. The other thing about him that we don't discuss, which is, I think this is having to do with the change of the type of people they're casting because I think, and again, that sounds, I've said, we've said it too many times, so I'm going to stop. But like, there's no competitiveness. And granted, survivors not rewarding winning these challenges as much as they used to. Mm -hmm. um, but he also, he also cries as soon as he steps on the boat at the start of the episode. Like he's like yeah. an emotional liability. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and go ahead. As well as a physical liability. I was just going to say, like, what does he bring to you at this point? Like, I think he said he's funny at tribe. Like, what does he bring to the tribe other than vibes? Like, negative, negative ones. <laughs> like, that's just my question right now. Is, totally. And and I want to make an analogy. I don't think the, the viewers won't understand, but y'all will. This is like him in that water challenge and that ladder. Is like when Lieutenant Colonel comes into town and you're a <laughs> freshman and you're at the 6 a.m., 7, 8 a.m. workouts and you're going hard as you can. Come the three mile walk or the swim exercises at four o'clock, your your whole body shot. That, that was Brandon in that situation. He had no idea what he was doing. There was no control. Yeah. There was no control. <laughs> I, I do want to add knows as usual i do want to add two caveats the first one is i forgot the first one the second one is <laughs> brandon coming into this i don't want to underplay the panic attack part because it's very clear he had a legitimate mm -hmm. panic attack and his physical reactions were to the panic attack and it's not like no he okay no 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 i'm gonna cut you off right here real quick sorry i'm so sorry i think that's the right thing to do to acknowledge the panic attack but this is survival. Like this is so silly. This is so. You're, you're making. You're making the exact point I was gonna make. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm sorry. No, you're good. That's just, exactly I what just, I was gonna say. Just, I couldn't even make it through the the build up to break it down. I was just. Sorry. Yeah. No, it, that's like, my fault. It, it's exactly like Hannah Rose. You know what you're getting into. You know what your physical limitations are. Brandon says, "I get acid reflux when I'm stressed out." Like I, he's. This has happened his whole life. And he says, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go onto an island where there's no food or water and I'm going to be really stressed out for three weeks. He thought it was going to go well for him. Like, like what we, we've got to have a little more thought into this. Like, the, so oh, I remember my second caveat. Brandon is a super fan and not just a normal super fan because there's a lot of super fans on the show. He's a super fan that Tyson I, is the only reason I know this. Tyson knows who Brandon is because Brandon's been around the Survivor community for so long, involved in Reddit, doing things, talking, and people know Brandon's name. And so him being on the show is actually like a really big deal and really cool for him. And he appreciates it more than ever, anyone. But he's got to have the self-worth to know what his reaction is going to be. Like this is, it's, it's we're casting people just because they want to be there more than other people, which is, I like that. We're rewarding that. But we got to think about it a little more. Like this is such a bad show, Andrew. I'm well so did did Tyson celebrate the fact that he was on the show? Like that's that makes me so upset. I no, can't even begin to it it was before it was in the preview of the season. Tyson's like, I know this guy's name. 
and he's a Superman I've heard of. So good job. Like happy for you. That was all it was. Like but it's little... like when LeBron has a camp and, you know, Jason Tatum shows up and then later on he's playing Jason Tatum in the NBA. Like, no, it's no, just no, kind no, of no, like, no. hey, this guy got my autograph back in the let's, day. He's on Survivor now. Let's not compare. Okay. Him, you know, but... First team on NBA. I mean, it's like LeBron wanting the heat to draft Shabazz Napier is more of what it's like. It feels like a like a political, like a political rubbing elbows. Hey, you've been a really big influence on the. Are you calling Brandon a Nepo baby? All right. Hand up. I don't know what Nepo baby means. Nepotism. I guess it wouldn't. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Then, yeah, I'm pretty much saying that. Love it. It just is. That really is so annoying. Yeah. Well, I just want to make the point that we haven't seen a lot from the other two tribes, but this yellow tribe, they're yellow, right? Brandon's on yellow. They are yellow. They have arguably three of the worst survivors of all time. Emily, (laughs) Brandon, and Hannah Rose. Yeah, I think that Emily is... Emily, we cannot possibly put in that category. Like, I hate her, but, like, (laughs) I also hated a lot of fine survivor players. But I hate her with a passion that I didn't know I, I think i think we're gonna be playing this pod episode back in a few weeks and you're gonna have to take some of eat some crow on the emily thing i think no. she's gonna be a lot better than you think i will eat some crow if it happens but what i will say is if hannah rose is not on that tribe emily goes home first and she would go down as the worst survivor player of all time or one of the worst i agree with that okay but She didn't go. But she's still here. That's, that's <laughs> not the world we live in. All right. Let, let's get on to the, our last big category here. Who won the episode? We each get to throw out a nomination or two. Um, and you know, I've got I've got two nominations for two people that we haven't talked about yet. I'm going to throw out Caleb oh, and oh. Sabaya. Okay. Love it. Yeah. I, I, I And I burned them out as the pair on purpose because Emily identified them as the strongest duo in Survivor. So seems like we should keep them together for this. But they go on Sweat versus Savvy together and seem like they bond, come back, stick together through the craziness on their tribe. And mm-hmm. I, I just, I feel, I feel like we're going to get good things from them for a while in this season. Absolutely. And I do think there were some, there were some racial undertones to Emily's 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 discourse around the partnership not that maybe not intentional but I was picking up on it I don't know about you guys it felt a little weird I think I sent you a text Michael I think I said specifically (laughs) she had a microaggression in the middle of exactly what you said (laughs) um I think that's a great duo they had a great episode I think that this tribe specifically is going to be very dependent on some level of strength. Like that's uh-huh. going to be an argument. Like they survivor has shown us that they will let tribes get wiped out. Mm-hmm. They don't have a problem with that. Well, let's throw, let's throw a scenario at you, right? Caleb and Sabaya are a duo. The other three people on their tribe are Emily, Brandon, and Sean. They just have to pull one. And I'm guessing they pull Brandon and Sean together. That foursome is going to be, if they can continue to win, that's a pretty solid foursome of people that you trust. So I think they have a lot of potential there. And I think that if Sean, Sean specifically, yes, specifically Sean, um, I think he could use them as a shield as well. And, and, oh. and that just goes to show that you were talking about who outlasted the best here. He Sean is in up. a really good position. If you could, if you could, fantasy draft i think he'd go one one or who you'd like to be after episode one i'm gonna i'm gonna choose someone else though for for who i think won the episode i think brando won the episode Ooh, brando was i thought a very genuine reaction and, and a very genuine um team first mentality to the sweat versus savvy going on sweat versus savvy i just remember he had a very like okay like we're doing this like was not I think it would have been difficult for someone to say he was motivated to go or whatever. Um, and then also, when they come back, they have to manage the expectations of finding something or like of passing up sweat versus savvy to to get another um, to get you know a, an advantage for them. And I think that 
they both, so Jake, I would put in this category, but I'm focusing on Brando, did a really good job of just being like, yeah, like that was the situation. No one got anything. And Jeff actually said that at tribal or at the challenge yeah. immunity. He goes neither, like he validated that their stories were true, which I did not think he should have done, but he goes, you guys competed against yourselves. No one got, mm-hmm. I'd be interested to see if there, like what he would do if there was um, a twist to it, but there wasn't. So I wish that he would have kind of kept that a little in the dark, but real quick, real quick, because we haven't talked much about sweat versus savvy. Did you guys like how they did it? Cause it was different this time than they've done it in the past. It, did you like the new format? I actually do a lot. I like that someone isn't going to get it because like before everyone, everyone had got it. So I just like that. There's a, there's a confirmed someone's not going to get it. I was surprised that not one at least one of them got it i wish it was just straight up head to head and they took away the timer and then it's just oh, that's one, a good point one team gets it one yep. team doesn't get it and and as a viewer this was a really shitty savvy episode to watch like i i, I almost wish that if it's going to be something that we can't visualize that they would show us give us 30 seconds here's how you break it in two minutes you can break it in two minutes by doing this like that would be yeah. a very cool thing because then i'd be more on the edge of my seat seeing what they're doing we were in the dark. We may as well have been watching a podcast, listen to a podcast of them doing it. At that yeah, point. let's let's get a note into Jeff on that one because that's a good production. Uh-huh. No, I already texted. Him. Good, good. So, but all right, I, I, my my person outlaw. Yeah, my who won the episode? Yeah. Well, two things to Michael's points here. Um, I forgot the second one. Oh, Brando. I really was expecting Brando to complete that um, that puzzle at the end. I was kind of shocked he didn't get that one. Um, he was my betting favorite, but um, also Sean, you said Sean goes one one, and I <laughs> Sean goes one one on a redraft, and he was actually my second person on my my big board. So he he went one two in my draft. <laughs> we gotta make sure Bryce does get his back taps in. Good shit, right? Hey, you gotta know. <laughs> you gotta know. All right. So my my winner, I'm struggling to go between two, um, or I guess four people the first one is the virgo triplets um, jesus christ <laughs> libra isn't libra. Are they libras <laughs> are two, they two, libra? of them, two of them were libras one of them was something else i don't know I september think, september birthdays i think at the at the middle or someone said triple virgos are bad or something like that as well so i thought that was fun anyway but no i won't go with them i think they had a good episode but i i'm gonna go with austin um i was yeah, not excited about him. I know we talked about him. I wasn't excited about him before, um, but all he did was win challenges and find an, an advantage. So he's in a good spot. I was really happy with that. So, and I mean, if he outplayed, if he was the outplay vote for the week, I think he deserves to be a winner of an episode for the week. Yeah, I, I love that's it. A good, that's a good call. And it, one person we didn't mention yet. Oh. I don't. I think that regardless of how wildish Emily's behavior was when she first stepped on the mat going after Bruce, I think that she handcuffed him, and I don't think there's any way he can win. Like I think that she really eliminated him to that capacity, and now it's you know it's 17, 17 players instead of eighteen. Yeah, he did do a good job. He he rebutted her as well as he possibly could have, but I think you're right that she she put a lot on his shoulders. I wish he would have snapped, to be honest, but I understand that's not what he should have done. <laughs> All right, any more thoughts or notes from this episode, the first episode of the season, before we get on to Fantasy and Survivor Survivor? Ooh, I have a note. Yep. Survivor Wiki puts Hannah Rose down as receiving zero votes. Did she get voted out or did she quit? So they think she quit. Wow. Just a thought. I wish Um, Jeff... That's a a note. Uh, Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah, he was soft. A lot of people are mad Jeff didn't give Hannah a harder time. And so I listened to the Jeff Probst podcast this week, not necessarily because I enjoy it, but solely out of educational purposes, Mm -hmm. just doing research for for our podcast to make us better. But he noted, he's like, well, the reason I was so hard on, um, God, what is his name? You're not going to find it from me. So not going to find it. It's the cousin, uh, Brandon Hans. The reason I went so hard on Brandon Hans is because back then we didn't have social media 
and the viewers couldn't communicate directly with the players and let them know what they think. Oh. But now we have social media, so I don't have to go as hard on Hannah Rose. You guys can do that yourself. I was oh. like, dude, no. You, you oh need my to God. let people know. Like, that was, like, unacceptable. She got the chance of a lifetime, and she just threw it away because she wanted to go eat she, and lay down on her bed. Like, she knew she knew what she was getting into. It, I'm getting frustrated all over again about no. it. This, also, Jeff, you're telling me that Jeff would not make a social media post about like, hey, guys, we need to go lighter on Hannah Rose. Like, it's just a game. Like, this is, you know, this is serious stuff. You know, she shouldn't be getting blah, blah, blah. Like, the yeah. Deion Sanders with the with the cornerback from Colorado State, mm-hmm. the Patrick Cantlay with the European, you know, Ryder Cup. Like, they're like, guys, it's all, it's not that serious. Like, that's exactly what Jeff would do. Fuck that. He's well, so soft. If Jeff was a real one, he would put out a social media post absolutely roasting Hannah Rose exactly. and on it as well and be like, this is total, totally not acceptable. Hannah Rose will never be allowed back. <laughs> never be returning. Just absolutely go off on her. Um, yeah, I thought it was. Yeah. yeah. That His is Hannah the first. That, was brutal. that is the first quit of New Era of Survivor. Um, wow. Just, I know. It's sad mm-hmm. to see. It really it is. is. All right, let's get I'm, to fantasy. Oh. I'm not going to pretend to be sad about it. Just to be clear, you guys. I'm not sad. sad for Hannah. I'm not. No, but I'm sad for Survivor. Like if we're talking about casting, no, they're getting what they deserve. They're getting what they deserve. <laughs> they're going to start losing some eyeballs here pretty soon. They're going to start losing some eyeballs pretty soon, and it's going to be very difficult to host with you guys if I'm not watching every week. But I'm going to do it. Damn it. <laughs> Michael's going to come onto the pod every week just to try and encourage people to boycott Survivor. <laughs> This is the second time Michael has tried to boycott Survivor already. He tried to boycott last season as well. I said if two people won and they were the next two people voted out, that was my hand in the wall bet from last year. Again, stay tuned for hand in the wall this year. Oh my goodness. All right, let's get to fantasy updates. Um, I don't want to call yeah. anyone out on the pod, but I'm going to do it. Someone made a really bad fantasy pick and they I think they got what they deserved. They didn't put in the research themselves. They were relying on outside sources to do the work for them. And with the second overall pick, Andrew, not going to you know point him out, but Andrew picked Hannah Rose. And she, God, that's just so tough. Like, that's a bad look for the scouting department with, with our organization. So, and I think we, my, we, yeah. we all told you not to take her as well. I think we were all, like, all against the Hannah Rose. That's That's how I remember it too, yeah. Um, as soon as you pulled, I think that you did create a little extra hostility as you uh pulled out the Carolyn comparison. Yeah, so, Bryce, you really you brought that on us. You jinxed her a little bit. Yeah. So yeah, I, I jinxed her six months after recording of or filming of the season. That's how jinxes work. Yeah. <laughs> like that's I don't know. That's I'm, how confu- it works. I'm confused. <laughs> Everything right, so... is different because you said that. <laughs> Dumbass. I'm the only one with someone eliminated so far. It's early on in the uh, fantasy season. We'll we'll get more updates on that later. For Survivor Survivor, though, we're all still alive. I picked Emily, Bryce picked Bruce, and Michael picked Sifu. So anyone want to make a pick for Survivor Survivor? I don't want to make a pick. I want to celebrate my pick. I thought it was going to be a bad one. I think that that was a great pick. Yeah. I think he was the that one was. that is in big danger next week. And Bruce is also. In, Harv, I think you just had a bad pick. Emily's in danger. Emily, I don't feel bad about. Although uh, I think she's she, gonna be around for a while. She's gonna be around for a while. She could yeah. be. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think honestly, they were three solid picks. It's not like we picked a winner. Fingers crossed, Emily doesn't win. Um, in the first. Good week. point. Good point. Good point. Sorry, losing them. Forest to the trees. <laughs> All right, who's taking the first pick? Michael picked first last week. Do we want to just push it up one? So Harv go first. I go second. Mike goes third. Yep. Perfect. Michael. All right. I'm going to snag. I'm going to snag Bruce. Love Get it. him off the board. Get him off the board. Um, I don't know. How. Okay. I really don't have a pulse on this season at all. I don't know if I want to like play it safe or go for Sifu. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with I'm going to go with, um, I think Red's going to win. So I'm going to go with Sifu. Yes. Okay. So I just think Sifu's in some danger. 
I don't see Booth in some real, real danger. You just... I'm going for the win this season, then. I got to right. go. I got to risk it. Um, I am. I, I, my, my temptation is to take Sabaya. I think that if, if her or Caleb goes home, I think it's going to be Caleb. However, I do think that Emily will be threatened by how much more opinionated and less charming, less sociable Sabaya is than Caleb. Um, so I instead am going to rock with, I, I just, we're going episode to episode right now. I think that Jay Maya is not going home next week. I'm going to roll with her. Love nice. it. That's a good pick. I don't think she's going home for a while. Um, that's a bad pick. <laughs> if Emily gets Brandon and Sean to vote out either Caleb or Serbaya, I will come on this podcast next week and throw an absolute riot. I, I'm going to be the most frustrated person of all time. I'm going to completely flip. Ugh, I can gonna, see it. It's gonna be done. I can see it. But I would. Um, I think there's value, in, there's value in keeping hateable characters around. And if you if you're Sean and you roll with Emily and Brandon, like yeah. those are two very easy vote outs. OK, fair. Easy vote outs or meat shields. We think Sean's uh, a player. Fuck, Let's yeah. see how much of yep. a player Sean is. Like, yeah, you got I it. hope it comes. I hope he's. I think he's gonna be a swing vote here coming up. Love it. Mm. All right, Harv. Epi- episode two coming up Wednesday night. So, what remind me of the Survivor Survivors? My pick is Bruce. Bryce has Sifu, and Michael has Jay Maya coming up for week two. Let's roll with it. Also, Yellow's probably gonna lose and go to Tribal yeah. anyway. Yeah, no yellow choices here for us. I think that is wise. Yeah, we're playing this one by the book. Friends, I think, I, I, Harv, I don't want to speak for you, but I'm pretty excited. I think Michael's not excited to watch on Wednesday night. Guys, my roommates don't watch Survivor. I, they watched the last 30 minutes with me. I could not have been A, more embarrassed. Jeff, don't make me look, <laughs> don't make me look like a fool in front of my friends again. And then <laughs> number two... I was just deflated. I was so deflated. I was firing off texts. And also I watched three hours before you guys. So like, it's just, I'm just sitting in rage. I'm just sitting in rage. And so, yeah, I'm not excited. I'm not prioritizing it on Wednesday night. Maybe we can record in a couple of weeks when I get around to it, but that's like, (laughs) fair enough. Great way for the pod to end. I am excited Bryce, to answer your question. Love it. Good. All right. Thanks for listening and love to the children. Love to the children.